0: Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here we talk to water athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, and earth-friendly folks about the experience of a life well-lived connected to water. I'm your host, Evelyn O'Darity. Let's dive in. It's no secret how much we love big wave surfer Will Scootin here at Session Magazine. After all, we put his face on the cover of our very first issue in March of 2023. He's featured prominently in that issue, telling the story of catching a few massive waves at Cortez Bank in January of 2022 as part of Garrett McNamara's 100-Foot Wave series. In fact, in that issue, he says, What's significant to me is that it was almost 20 years ago to the date that I had been out there with Garrett before. As a 17-year-old surfer, one day I had walked up to him with 500 bucks and literally begged him to take me to Cortez Bank. That day was glassy, too, but probably only 30-foot conditions. It wasn't what Garrett and those guys were looking for, so he spent the afternoon towing me into waves on the ski. That trip to Cortez almost 20 years ago to the day showed me what was possible out there. This recent trip in January was like coming full circle, being out there with Garrett McNamara again on this particular day in those conditions after I'd put in 20 years of chasing big surf. Will Scudin is one of the most popular and famous big wave surfers on the planet today, but he also says some of the favorite waves that he's ever caught were with kids from the Scudin Surf Camp, which he co-founded with his brother Cliff in Long Beach, New York. That give back heart within the Scudin family, and Will in particular, is really what makes him stand out as an extraordinary human and competitive surfer. In addition to the Scudin surf camps, which run every summer on Long Island, Will is also co-founder of a nonprofit called Surf for All, which raises money for kids with disabilities in order to teach them how to surf. Will's whole life has been surrounded by the water, being a junior lifeguard, a surfer from a young age, co-captaining these camps with his brother Cliff and Woody and his mother. (laughs) Will is, in fact, one of the most inspiring athletes that we know here at Session Magazine. He's a trusted toe-in partner, a well-regarded source of wisdom for up-and-coming surfers, as well as someone who exemplifies the characteristics of somebody who is a role model for so many others. We're so excited in this episode of On Water, the Session Magazine podcast, to have caught up with Will just a few days after his recent session out at Mavericks in Half Moon Bay, California. That swell on December 28th, 2023, some are saying was the largest ever to break at Mavericks in Half Moon Bay. Will was there that day with tow and partner Nick Van Rupp and they had decided to get out there despite the stormy, wild conditions in order to just see what was there. Inevitably, they started whipping one another into waves and on Will's second wave, he experienced a smackdown from the lip of a wave that was really quite dramatic. As inevitably as he does, Will popped up again after what looked to be a serious wipeout. And although he was injured, he insisted on getting back on the ski and continuing to participate that day by whipping his toe-in partner, Nick, as well as several other kids in the lineup, into wave after wave for an additional six hours. That is the spirit of Will Scootin. Someone who shows up and gives back whenever and however he can. In this episode of the podcast, Will speaks about his mishap that day and continues to talk about his love of this community, his experiences both in and out of the water. And we get a glimmer, just a a shine of what goes on in Will Scudon's heart. I think we're lucky to have him on this podcast, and I know we're lucky to call him a friend. Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here's Will.
1: What an intro. It's <laughs> <That's> all true. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call me. We um, be- <laughs> I <work> on- yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Psych to, uh, to to wrap. Happy new year.
0: Happy new year. Happy new year. So glad we're, we're all here to celebrate it. Um, and I, I hear that you had a very exciting couple of days before the new year's the, uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody else's Instagram feed, but mine is like swamped with images from that Maverick swell on December 28th out in California. And I know, course, that you are out there being the cold water surfer (laughs) extraordinaire that you are. And I wanted just to talk a little bit about how that day went, you know, what you saw, what you experienced, you know, and just get your overall impressions from it. Can you tell us a little bit about that day? Like, what were the conditions? Uh, How big was it in the water? What was the temperature out there? Like, just give us the overall forecast.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the biggest um, forecast I've seen in my existence wow. with with light winds and yeah. When I got there the day before, was very windy, mm. like way more way more stormy than predicted. So it was definitely one of those things where you knew the next day was going to be a little like you know it was gonna it was gonna have teeth, you know. Right. It was gonna be perfect. It was gonna be some some wind wave and some chatter, no matter how clean it got. It was just so much wind wave like mixed into a giant um you know, Pacific Ocean swell. So you knew knowing the mixed swell was coming and right. there wasn't enough wind the next day to really clean it up, mm. kinda all knew we were coming into Like a possibly a day that might not be surfable, but we just see the ocean that big. And the way the Mavericks is a very concentrated reef. So it's one of those areas in the world where it could be surfable, even with like, let's call it like giant storm surf. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was it. So, you know, we woke up in the morning, got everything together, started to head out and um actually had some you know had a ski flip in front of me on the way out and we had a Holy little cow. had a rescue we re, you know did a full on rescue mission on the way out we got the ski back over we got the people that flipped on the other ski rescue sled popped off one of the skis got that rescue sled onto our rescue sled secured everything secured everybody made sure everybody was good came back to the harbor mm reset um you know shed some weight off the skis and stuff sure all the boats were uh did a u-turn went out turned around came right back in um there there was like every single boat driver besides one boat uh, which was like a zodiac boat went out to harbor turned around came it was just it was victory it's massive Yeah. yeah big but it was unorganized there was a lot of wind wave like uh you know how you look at the ocean when it's choppy like the white chops like mm-hmm. the ocean the ocean is breaking even though it's not shallow you know yeah so that was kind of like what was happening with the wind wave on top of the ground swell there was like random waves breaking like even in deep Whoa. even in deep water yeah so it was just really really sketchy um to get out so we, you know, we had that situation in the morning with the ski flip. Uh, we we did, you know, worked as a team to get it back over. And made sure everybody was safe. Went back. Then by the time we got back out there, there was already a few waves that were ridden, mm-hmm. and everybody was just like, "It's massive! It's massive!" Blah blah blah. Just, had a, I think Luca kind of set the tone. the Local boy. He, I think everyone was saying like, "Oh, Luca just got a crazy one already," um, and then. A few other people's hair were wet on the ski. I think Jojo said he already got a couple. Mm. The session already started and everyone mm-hmm. was, you know, pretty wide-eyed when we got out there. Um, so it was kind of on. So Nick, Nick Von Rupp, the kid I was partner, the guy I was partnering with at, the, you know, for this session, mm-hmm. we also partnered for Cortez a year prior. So it was kind of cool. It's like the second time in history we've ever partnered together. So. That's cool. Um
0: I remember that.
1: I told Nick I said, you know, I, I don't really need much. Um so, you know, you know, I'm here for you and whatever. So anyways, he was psyched, you know. He was <laughs> he jumped off the ski. and I was like, let's just go two waves each and switch, you know. Um cuz we knew that it was going to get smaller, so we were kind of like, let's get our bombs now, you know. Yeah, so, you did. Mhm. So, uh yeah, so we just got in a rotation and and uh it was big, huge, breaking out like you see the waves coming from mile miles away. It was insane. It's the biggest I've ever seen it, and
0: like give me an estimate on on how big you think that was.
1: I hate that question um yeah,
0: i, I all all true surfers do,
1: yeah, I don't know. it was fifty feet square, you know, but I don't know people some of the local boys are saying it was sixty plus, so holy cow, um, that's really it's, it's there is definitely
0: um yeah it was, it was my, the biggest it was the biggest you've seen it ever in my life yeah and what's the, what's like the air temp out there in late december
1: it's not bad i mean from being from new york it's kind of mellow it's like
0: <laughs> balmy
1: in the 50s you know mid 50s got warmer throughout the day the water wasn't bad you know no gloves booties you know it feels colder than it is you know on days like there just because it's like huge and you're on a jet ski and mm-hmm. you know paddling around so you get more of that wind chill so you know it wasn't you know for me personally it wasn't that cold it was just um, stormy big yeah it was just eerie it always is eerie out there you know you got that foghorn always in the background and
0: mm.
1: deals looking at you sideways on the way out and, just, just a really eerie place in the world, you know? So.
0: Yeah. My understanding of Mavericks is, right. You can get out there in the channel, right. Assuming nothing's swinging wide and sort of sit off to the side there. If, I mean, if you were interested in doing that, right. Like, is there really a place where boats can sort of just get out of the way or is it a matter of always sort of, scanning the horizon to see what's coming
1: um there's there's a beautiful channel there on the right day you know but that 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 day was not the right day so
0: i get it yeah. there was a
1: lot you know actually one ski got flipped in the channel got caught off guard um there there was a there was like i think a total of like four skis um that went down that day but like wow Only one had to get like, uh, towed in, but there was, um, you know, it was definitely unsafe channel on this. Like the, the channel wasn't much of a channel, like the least of much, (laughs) the least I've ever seen it being like a organized channel. Most of the the time Mavericks. Yeah. You could sit in the channel almost like Chopu and just stare at it. And it's actually, it's super magical when it's breaking on the bowl and, it's clean and there's just a defined channel and it's, it's, it's got, it's definitely has that magic to it where like you feel like it's like one of God's amphitheaters. Cause it's like created yeah. to be viewed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that day just felt like it didn't want to be served.
0: That's interesting that you say that, you know, because I know so many, so many people were out there who are, notable big wave surfers. So everybody was charging it, even though it had that element of um, danger right to it. Like it was big, it was stormy. It sounds like it was a little wild and there you guys are. So what makes that decision for you to surf it or not? Like, is it just that there's other people out there or you're just going to go check it out and stick your toes in it? How do you make that decision? Um, I mean, it's
1: all internal, you know, like I think everybody, I made that decision because Nick got two good ones and Mm. we were in a good rhythm and, and he felt good and he looked good and I saw other people's waves and
0: Mm.
1: I got really, really excited. And then I switched, you know, so it's like a natural, wasn't much thought process on like surfing that day or not. It was, yeah. it was pretty um I don't know it was just like just go surfing you know like I just I just love surfing like whether it's whether it's boiling one foot waves at Maria's or uh you know closing out Mavericks it I just I just love getting in the water and riding waves I'm not really picky you know I try to I try not to be picky if it's choppy and two foot I'll be on a foil or if it's choppy and 60 foot, I'll be on a toe board, you know? So I don't know. I, for me, I'm just, I just try not to be picky and just always try to stay in the water no matter what it looks like.
0: You bet. You bet. So walk us through your session that day. Like how?
1: I only got, I only got three waves. I got two warm up waves. Okay. Um, and then, and then that one, uh wave that i uh, that will haunt me forever, I guess uh just let go of the rope a little too early and um yeah, I just thought it was smooth coming from behind it, had a ton of speed um thought I was just gonna get a giant pocket ride and hit a few bombs, kind of forced me low, kind of changed my line and I just went with the I went with the low line, trying to like kind of get away from it get around it almost. And then, once the lip was kind of like over my head, I, I just, uh, I got out of my straps so I didn't like break my knees. Try not to, I mean, there's like the glory of like pulling into a closeout. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you pull into a closeout and your feet are in your straps and the lip lands on you, like you get compressed into Ugh. a, into a yeah. board. Like I'm older now. Like if like, that wasn't pulling into a closeout is not really an option to me, with uh with straps on. Just because I'm just I mean I my knees I my knees would just you know fold and I would be in the hospital with reconstructive leg surgery. You know, so I was like, for me, it was either you know big pocket ride or or just a huge wave and try to like outrun it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously try to put myself as deep as possible, but that's the, that's the, that's the risk. It's the
0: game. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so pulling into a closeout was like, never like I'm, I like do a lot of visualization and I never mm-hmm. visualized that. So like, it was never in my head to pull get it close out. Like, so I never like had that option. So as soon as I felt like, like I saw it like stretching up and out and on the back end, it's just, you know, I'm not making up excuses here, but it's just a really difficult line. So as soon as I saw it, like stretching up and out, I was just trying to just outrun it at that point. And, uh, and unfortunately, um, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I,
0: yeah I, you I got went. clipped. Yeah, for sure. Do you, so, uh, you mentioned to me yesterday that you blacked out. So you don't remember getting hit by that lip?
1: I was just kind of joking with you but I I mean I saw I saw stars immediately like um twenty
0: birds yeah
1: yeah yeah like I, my eye like I went black for a second and uh, I'm used to it I've been through this a lot in my life so yeah you know uh, we have good safety equipment so I pulled my my um uh, air cartridge and uh just got pounded very violent mm. super super violent pounding and then uh, tell me down for a while, popped up, took the next one. Mm. And then, you know, then the rescue came in and got me. So,
0: so, um, first of all, right. So glad that you came out of that one pretty unscathed, you know, sort of a, a memory that you're going to have to work through. But other than that, you know, you're, you're moving around and doing really well. Um, But also I just want to talk briefly about the, like the rescue process, right? We have an article coming up in the next magazine about big wave surf rescue, you know, and we're all really into the topic. So like who, who got you out of there? How did you feel when you got on the sled? Did you, did you think you were injured? Can you just tell us a little bit about that?
1: I knew I was injured like right away when I, I could feel my ribs, like pulsing. Drake, um, from, um from Mavericks water rescue grab me. We have a good relationship. I always check in with him, before, like he was hired safety through me and Nick before entering the water. Like we always nice. hire him to watch over us. And then also made our yearly donation to the Mavericks water safety. Like we would never just like, we've been around too long. We would never like put ourselves in, in, For a sure. so, in somebody else's lineup without like, you know, paying homage to the to the teams that made it happen before us and stuff, you know. So, yeah, we made sure to get right with the right safety people, let them know what craft we were on, what we're riding, what we're going to do, and made sure everybody knew, you know, we had a radio on our craft connected to the same channel as all of them. So, yeah, just, just making sure we checked all our boxes before going in the water and, you know, not being, like, reckless or, like, mm-hmm. cow cowboyed out you know just Mm -hmm. you know there's um all it takes is like one one reckless moment to ruin a whole session for everybody so we didn't want to be those guys you know we me and nick you know did try to do the right thing by making sure we had everything that we needed on board and um when we were ready and prepared for like you know any situation that would come our way i
0: Um, love that i love that there's a Procedure, right? And that there is an overriding safety team that you can tap into besides your own ski, you know, ski rider. Is there really a place you can give a donation to the Mavericks water safety team? Yeah, there's
1: a Mavericks water safe, uh, water rescue squad that you can just like, you know, it's all nonprofit, like Love they look it. at people. So, I mean, you know, we try to lead by example and Make a, well, let, let let people know we make our donation to the annually to them.
0: I hear that, you know, and, and you really, in my eyes view, my eyes, well, you really do lead, uh, by example, you know, especially, you know, just with all the aspects of, you know, checking the boxes and, and water safety and you and Nick having everything you need on board, you know, I mean, if you're putting yourself out there in conditions that are, that big, and also a little bit on that side of, uh, just being wild, you know, out of control, then everything needs to be that calculated risk, right. That I know, uh, big wave surfers always have. Um, so I just, there's a lot of respect for that. Um, and I'm so glad that you talk about it. And
1: Uh, I mean, when we first came up, yeah. um, there was none of that, right? Like I was swimming in from Himalayas when I was <laughs> years old, airbag, broken leash, middle of the night, like, like, you know, sunset already, like 60 foot faces, you know, outer reefs, Oahu, full cowboy, like, there, we had like 10 years of that before there was even like the life vests were even created. Yeah. And we we'll had like the... So I, I'm full on like embracing the safety elements now. Cool. I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, we we I had a really good era in big wave surfing. I feel like my foundation was built without any of it, and then right, you know, I got through that time in my life, and now I'm embracing the safety. So
0: it's cool. Um,
1: you know, now you kind of have to go through the safety steps steps out of the gate because you don't want to put other people at risk. But right, um. Me and, like, my error, we definitely had a really cool error because the stuff we were doing back in the day, like, wouldn't even be tolerated now. So, you know, just because there was none of that, um, you know, there was no organization within. Yeah,
0: yeah, it. exactly. Exactly. I get it, you know. So, again, so you got yourself out of there, sprained ribs. otherwise feeling pretty good um and you get back to shore did you you know did you stick around for a while or did you just head back to new york what was your trajectory
1: uh, after that wipeout i i i stayed in the water for six hours and drove
0: of course you did (laughs) four
1: four different people into some sick waves i drove nick for like two and a half hours and then i just sucked it up you know i could feel the pain and um, every bump I hit, I was in crazy pain, but I was out there and people were relying on me to be there and get them good waves. And, and I know how to drive and people were leaning on me to get them waves. And I got Nick, a bunch of waves mm. and a few other local kids, this young uh this kid coming up Hunter, uh, from Half Moon Bay. Was able to get him some waves, which is really cool because I got to watch his career coming up as a young kid from that area and a few other local guys. Uh, Nick, Nick got some a couple of European guys that came and one guy from France, one guy from Peru that was sitting in the channel. So we were able to like spread the love, you know. Whether it was me or Nick, you know, I was either positioning, um, you know, Nick was either positioning like a photographer or I was towing mm-hmm. or whatever, like. So we were able to, um, you know, it opened up, my wipeout kind of opened up a lot of opportunity um, for people that were kind of in the dugout, like just kind of waiting their turn. Because, you know, there's only a certain amount of people that were really comfortable driving out there. Like, so when, after I wiped out and I was available, it kind of opened up the door. So my wipeout kind of, like, got people more waves, you know. So it kind of worked out for... Mm you know, for, for some people. So it was cool. I, I, I drove for till basically the sun went down and then went in and handled my injury afterwards. But, um, I knew it wasn't like punctured lung or anything like my, right. I, didn't, I didn't have short, short of breath. I, I went through my steps. I knew that there was an injury and it wasn't just, um, but I knew that I could stay out there and, and handle right. Injury after. I mean, I, I can already feel it's healing pretty pretty quickly already. Uh, you know, it's 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 definitely you know a slight sprain of the intercostal ribs, but yeah. it's definitely not as severe as the the first day was very vicious. So it, it, it's pretty amazing. I've never dealt with an injury like a rib injury before. So mm-hmm. I, you know, the first day was like um, you know paralyzing. I, I couldn't barely move. So. I thought I was going to be out for, for months. And, um, then the next day or two days later, I was like, Oh wow, this is, this is only going to be a few weeks. So
0: that's great. You're like, Oh, I feel so much better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was definitely like, I just never dealt with this before. So yeah, it was a big question mark, you know, day, day, 24 hours after I couldn't move. So it was scary.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad, I'm so glad that it's a, uh, it's a quick recovery and, you know, and you got back home and, and everything turned out great. You know, that's, uh, again, well, it's like, that's just the story of you, the charger that I see you as, you know, and I think a lot of people here, certainly in New York do as well. Um, any other, I know you're just healing right now and taking it easy, but do you have any other travel plans for this winter? Anything coming up?
1: We're just waiting on the Nazareth contest still. So, me and Andrew Cotton are partners on that. Oh, nice. So, we're just waiting on that thing. So, hopefully they wait a few weeks before they call it so it can heal up. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, so that's kind of on the list. Um, that's good. And then just cruising, you know, I'm not really – I'm just taking it as it comes now. I'm, I'm, I've, I've accepted that, like, you know, in my career of riding big waves I've, or just riding waves, like – like I've accomplished everything in the ocean I've ever wanted to accomplish. And, mm. and I've, I've, I'm just like now I'm at the point where I just want to share what I've learned um, over the years with with the youth and with friends and family and and just take a step out and and just like look back and and celebrate um, the journey a little bit. You know, like it's a little weird when you get to the destination you've always worked for your whole life. And, Mm. and it feels like, you know, there's almost like a, a really, it's a a really low time in your life, believe it or not, when you get to where you want to be and you have to kind of like stop and like, just like take a deep breath and look around. So I've been able to do that those last like six months. And then like just putting myself in, in the lineups as an uncle and, and as like, you know, somebody that's can help, you know, I just want to be around and, and, and let people know that like, you know, it's, it's a crazy sport and it's wild and it's fun and all that good stuff. But it's also like, it plays a heavy toll on, on, on the athlete. Yeah, you bet. So yeah, I just want to be an uncle. You know, I tell people like, I'm not a, I'm not a coach, you know, I'm an uncle. And Mm -hmm. the difference between coaches and uncles are coaches, you know, go away and uncles last forever. So mm. I just want to be an uncle to everybody in the water now and, and always there for anybody that, you know, in any, any surf, in any conditions, and any person in any level of life. So I just want to share um, the, you know, it, it gave me my opportunities. It gave me my life. It gave me my healing. It's mm-hmm. uh, Always been there for me. So uh, I just want to do my best to just, you know, share that message with everybody that I can now and just breathe and look back and just, man, it's like, we're so lucky to be here. Only the only currency in life is time. So.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for sharing such a, such a harrowing tale and such a, um, such a beautiful message, you know, at the same time you've uh, you've given me a lot of inspiration over the years and, and continue to do so because of the spirit that you bring to your surfing. Um, and to hear that, you know, you're, you're, you're ready to, you know, sort of embrace that role of being an uncle and just support other surfers like you, like you did out at Mavericks, right? Like a a week ago, um, just to help other people get in waves because of, because of the skill that you've already accrued, um, it's just really motivational, really inspirational. Um, anything else you'd like to say before we sign off any last words of wisdom?
1: No, just, um, you know, it's the last thing is just, you know, just a big thank you to like all the communities in the world that have ever Mm -hmm. let me come surf their waves. And the biggest challenge in my life has always been um i've always been a guest um i've i've never had a home wave i've never had a big wave in my backyard i don't know what it's like to be a local um i never will and um so i just want to say thank you to all the communities all over the world that have let me come and surf their waves and build a career and um and and memories and 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 just all the best moments of my life have been in other people's backyards so yeah, just a big thank you to all the communities for taking me in and letting some some kid from New York <laughs> surf, surf their waves. That's it. That's
0: awesome. Thank you so much, Will Scootin. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today and um and just share yourself so willingly.
1: Thank you, Evelyn. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Sessions, Mag, you guys are great.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of On Water. We certainly love bringing the myriad and diverse group of characters from our water community to you to share their experiences. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast grows out of the publication of our quarterly print magazine, Session. Session celebrates the ways in which we all as water lovers engage in our world's aquatic playgrounds, from surfing to foiling, Hiking, stand-up paddling, and more. We encourage you to visit our website at www.session-magazine.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.